Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries, and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about how to increase the chances of you getting your needs and desires met in your marriage. I wanted to talk about this because this is probably husbands and partners' biggest complaint when it comes to marriage, and that's complaining. Okay. Now, I understand that we don't mean to complain. We're just simply sharing that we want something to be different. We are unhappy. And so sharing it with them is better than holding it in, right? However, complaining is not the route that's going to be effective. And this includes nagging, right? That's going to be effective for us to get what we need. Okay. Now we probably learned to do this because of previous generations. Like when I think about how my mom communicates and my aunts, and I actually didn't grow up with any grandmas, but I imagine that if my grandmas were alive when I was growing up, they likely communicated this way too. So this has been something that we've learned and has been passed down from generation to generation. So it's pretty much what we imagine when we think about like the classic marriage dynamic. You see uh, a wife who is nagging their spouse and their spouse is just tired of listening to the wife complain all the time when they're just trying to live life. They're trying to relax. They're trying to enjoy themselves, right? And the truth is, is that nagging and complaining does not spark any sort of motivation or inspiration for your partner to actually fulfill your needs. If it does spark motivation, the motivation is to get you to stop. And that's not what we're here to do. Most women complain about things that their spouse isn't doing because they want their spouse to want to do it, right? And so our deepest desire is for us to have partners who want to support us, who want to help us be happier, to want to be a partner. And complaining and nagging is actually doing the opposite because instead of them wanting to do stuff on their own, having that internal inspiration, it's actually just having them want to pull back and having them finally succumb to the pressure or the irritation of it 
because they want you to stop. And that's not the dynamic that we want for ourselves. That's not certainly not the dynamic that I want for you in your marriage. So I want you to think back when your mom wanted you to do something, did she communicate that with you through complaining and nagging? I know I did, right? Like I, that's that was my experience. And how did I want to react? I wanted to roll my eyes and hope that I didn't get caught, right? Because I would get in trouble. And I want you to not do stuff that will set you up in a dynamic where you're your partner's mom, okay? You are a partner, a sexual partner at that, hopefully, right? So let's not do stuff that our moms did to us to duplicate that dynamic in our marriage because that has no business being there in our relationship, okay? And I get how hard it is to not have our needs met because it can feel like we're not cared about, we don't matter, they don't love us enough, they, and that we're alone, right? Like that, that we have all these expectations put on us and so we feel that weight and that heaviness of not getting what we need, not feeling happy. And so we resort to things like nagging and complaining. And I want to tell you that there is a different, more effective way than doing that. Because complaints and nagging all come from this underlying feeling of needing to control. And when we try and control our spouse, it feels like micromanaging. And I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you worked for someone who was a micromanager. I personally have. And looking back, I performed worse than when I had great managers. Okay, not to say that you need to manage your partner, because that's also not what we're trying to do. But I just want to give you an example of how that doesn't set up an environment where we can thrive as a couple. Okay, so I want you to think about like what it's like to be your partner when you are constantly nagging and complaining. Okay, I think oftentimes when we're unhappy, it's really hard for us to put ourselves in our partner's shoes and and relate to, oh, what is this experience like for them? Because we're just so focused on us not getting our needs met and how we feel, how unhappy we are. And we start to spiral. We go in down, like we go into this rabbit hole where it's like, oh, they don't do that. And they don't do this. And I feel this way. And I wish it was like that other couple. Like we start to hyper-focus on how things aren't working and we start to lose sight of what is working and how we can get ourselves out of this position that we're in. And we start to feel sorry for ourselves, which starts to make things worse and worse and worse in the relationship. So I want you to take this time to pause and consider what is it like to be on the receiving end of you being the wife, right? So just pause, remove your your own personal feelings about the situation and consider 
what's it like to be a partner with me, right? Like when I come home from work and someone comes at me with things that they're unhappy about, or, you know, like this isn't done or you didn't get it done in this, uh, this way you did it wrong. You didn't do it good enough. Hey, can you like, you know, it doesn't feel good to be met with criticism, right? And I don't know if you've heard, but like the, this magic ratio, right? There's this magic ratio of for every one negative encounter that you have in your marriage, for adults at least, you need five positive ones. So a good check-in would be like, does the positive outweigh the negativity that I bring into the marriage? right? Like, yes, your feelings are valid and they deserve to be addressed. And I'm inviting you to try a different approach to actually feel heard instead of being met with defensiveness or to be met with, well, I do this and this and this, right? Because when people feel attacked, they're going to want to put their walls up. They're going to want to get defensive and say, like, what about all these other things that I do? I feel like you are not appreciating the things I do bring into the marriage. And that's not where we want to take the conversation, right? We want to take the conversation to a place where we inspire our partners to be there for us because they actually want to make us happy. That's why they committed to building a life with us, right? It's not like they said, I do, and I will do my best to make your life as miserable as possible because that that brings me a lot of joy, right? Like, I really hope that that's not the situation you're in, but odds are they said, I do, because they were like, I see such a bright future with you. I love the dynamic that we have. I love being with you. I have so much fun with you. I feel close to you. I feel safe with you. And I'm going to do my best to make you the happiest woman for the rest of our lives together, right? Like odds are the, uh, wow, brain fart. What is the thing? Uh, their vows, like the, I, I'm going to bet that their vows included something to that effect that they were going to do the best they could to help you be the happiest possible, right? So I want you to remember that deep down, they want you to be happy, that they actually experience a lot of pride and joy from knowing that they can satisfy you in all of the ways, okay? And with that said, when they're constantly met with criticism, complaint, nagging, blaming, all of those things, and just constant reminder of how dissatisfied with something that you are, they're going to start to be like, gosh, this woman is really hard to please. All she brings is negativity, and that could really wear on a person. Like, I know I see that in my kids, right? When I start getting into this nagging mode, I get to see their posture break down and they start to deflate. And I can literally see the impact that I'm having. So can you imagine that that's having a similar or worse effect 
on your partner. Okay. So you still get to get your needs met. You, your needs still matter. And your approach is likely preventing you from having what you want. It's preventing your partner from stepping in and showing up as a partner you both want them to be. All right. So let's stop with the complaining and the nagging because honestly, it, it brings in this air of like being a Debbie Downer and nobody likes to be around a Debbie Downer, right? So let's let's help you shift that into something more positive and inspiring so that A, your partner doesn't have to feel like they need to read your mind in order to make you happy, right? And also that way you have better odds of getting your needs and desires met. I feel like a lot of times when we're complaining, I know this was true for me at least, I really had to learn to verbalize what I needed earlier on, right? Like I was the kind of person who would like just think like, why can't you just know? Why can't you just know what I need? Why can't you just know me so well that I don't have to voice it? Because I equated love to someone just knowing what I needed, what I wanted without communicating it, right? And I'm sure you've heard this, but this is always a great reminder. No one can read your mind. No one can read your mind, okay? And so being able to share what you need without holding it in and almost kind of like treating it like you're testing your partner, right? Like I was very guilty of this earlier on in my relationships, in all of my relationships, actually. I would kind of just be like, I really want them to do this, but I don't want to tell them right? I don't want to tell them because it's going to mean less. Or I don't want to tell them because I don't want to like make them uncomfortable, but really I'm expecting them to do it. And so I'm just going to wait to see. And then as I'm waiting, my resentment is building because they're not doing the thing because they have other priorities, right? They're focused on what they want to do, the things that they are thinking of, the things that they're used to, right? And I'm getting upset. I'm stewing. And then I blow up and I complain and I nag. And they're like, where the hell did that come from? Why are you coming at me? I don't understand. Why are you being like this? Why are you overreacting? I had no idea you wanted that, right? Like, let me know if this is something you can relate to. And that's not effective, Okay. It's not effective for me. It's not effective for any of the clients that I've worked with or any of the couples that I've observed. So if something isn't working, we need to consider doing stuff differently, right? And so what you can do differently to step away from that mother dynamic, right? Like we don't want to mother our partners. We want to be their partner. We want to share, Hey, I want this right? And so a simple way to do that is to pause and think about your complaint before verbalizing them. So of course, like you cannot stop your initial thought. However, we can take a moment of pause. And when we think of a complaint that we want to verbalize, instead of blurting it out right away, right? 
letting that like pressure and unhappiness, dissatisfaction build. Instead, I want you to ask yourself, okay, clearly I'm unhappy about that. What is it that I want? It is so easy to talk about the things that we're unhappy about, to talk about things that we don't like, right? Like, oh, it's so hot in here. Like that's a complaint, right? When we want to say that, I want you to take that extra step and be like, what do I want instead? What would help me in the situation? Oh, I would love to go be somewhere that's cool right now. Now, I want you to think about how each of those feel as someone who's listening to those phrases, right? Like, oh, it's so hot in here. It's like, uh, okay, right? It feels like heavy. It kind of drags down the energy and the vibe in the room. First, it's like, I want to go somewhere that's cool. Awesome. You start to think of all these different ideas of how to accomplish that, right? same thing. So instead of saying, I wish you'd spend more time with me than on your phone, or why do I always have to do everything in the house? Or how can you never pick up after yourself? All of that brings down the vibe. Okay. Instead, switch to communicating your desires, right? Like, I'd love to hang out with you sometime this week. That sounds like, oh, I feel wanted right? Or it really means a lot to me when I can wake up to a tidy home in the morning. It helps me feel so much more relaxed, right? That's like, oh, okay. Let me, let me help you with that. How can we do that? What can we do differently together as a team to accomplish that? Because I want you to feel relaxed because Honestly, it's not to their benefit for you to be stressed out and burned out because you're going to end up nagging more, complaining more, being less patient, et cetera, et cetera, right? Anything to contribute to you being joyful, including helping yourself, is going to benefit the entire family. It's going to benefit your marriage. And so being able to communicate things in a more productive way is going to increase the likelihood of you getting those desires and needs met because it doesn't bring down the mood. It's not you passive aggressively criticizing your partner for not being enough, for not doing enough, for not being who you need them to be. Okay. Like, when we criticize people, that's not a nice motivator. It's not effective. Okay. So instead switch in your mind. Like it's almost like you got to take it through a translator, right? It's like, okay, I have this complaint. Let's put it into this translator and communicate it. It's going to take effort but you're the one that wants it, right? Like if you're the one that wants it, you got to put in the work to communicate it. And if you want it done, then doing this extra step is going to help you get what you want. However, there's a caveat. When we communicate our needs and desires, we have to release control. Your partner has free will, as do you, right? And we want them to do things because they want to. 
That means we cannot dictate when things happen, how things happen, and we have to release the, the urge to nag, to micromanage, okay? Our job is to share what our desires are, and they get to choose whether they fulfill that or not, right? And yes, that could be really hard because it's like, hey, I'm literally handing you on a silver platter what it takes to make me happy. So like, why aren't you doing it now? Like, chop, chop, let's get to it. However, that's not conducive to a positive environment for them to feel like, oh, I really want to do this. Oh, she just gave me um, a hint on how to help her be happier, right? If you've had a history of complaining a lot and nagging a lot, it may take time for them to feel safe to even try because they might feel like, oh, this is a trap. I bet you she's going to find a way to, to express some sort of dissatisfaction with how I do things. Trust, just trust and give it time. Okay. And plus, right, like with everybody else, like with how you tell your kids, we don't always get what we want, right? We don't always get what we want. However, if you are only complaining and nagging or only keeping things to yourself, you're basically cutting down your chances of getting it met. So try and switch how you're communicating it and see what happens. Okay. I know for me personally, this has worked miracles, right? It's received better. And my husband is way more willing to do it because he's like, oh, I want to make you happy because he knows it's not a trap, right? And I have made it very clear, very specific in a way that's not judgmental, in a way that's not critical. It's simply like, I like, this sounds like it'd be really fun to do. I would really love to do this. Or it means a lot when the house is this way, or I would, I feel like we're a really strong team when this happens versus what are you doing? Like, why are you just sitting on the couch? Don't you have something better to do? Like, that's really heavy. And I personally wouldn't want to be in a relationship with that ongoing. Okay. So remember to put yourself in your partner's shoes and think about, oh, how can I approach this differently? Okay. Again, your needs are valid. Your feelings are valid and they matter and they deserve to be communicated. But how we communicate it makes a really, really big difference. So go set your marriage up for more partnership by expressing your desires instead of what you don't want. All right. That's what I got for you today. Let me know if you try it. Let me know how it goes. Again, things take time because you have created a certain dynamic in your relationship so far. So if you wanted to change, you got to give it some time. All right. So I wish you luck, happy communicating, and I hope you get everything that you want because that's, that's exactly what you signed up for, right? You wanted a really, really bright future with your partner and you trusted that they had your desires in mind that they wanted to help you be happy. So give them a chance, see what this does. And I'm so excited for you. And of course, if you need help with this, reach out. I do have spots open for new one-on-one clients, or you can check out any of my self-paced e-courses. Uh, those are all available to you as well.
That's it for this episode. I hope that you learned something to help your marriage communication feel so much easier. And I will catch you back here next week. Bye. If you like this podcast, then you'll want to join my private Facebook community, Marriage and Motherhood. The fights and the disconnect you're currently experiencing doesn't have to be how things go for the rest of your life. If you're ready to give your marriage a makeover, come join the Marriage and Motherhood community to learn how to create a healthy, happy, and connected marriage that you actually enjoy and your kids can look up to. Thank you so much for listening to the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. I hope that this episode helped you deepen your relationship with your husband and more importantly, with yourself. I hope to see you inside the Marriage and Motherhood community and I look forward to supporting you in there. Otherwise, see you back here next week. Bye.